college basketball tournaments are back, and so are brackets. Get comfy on your couch, turn off that Zoom camera, and sign up for your men's and women's USA Today sports bracket. Register at brackets.usatoday.com. Now, here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the New England Patriots. This is the Patriots Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary and Patriots Wire editor, Henry McKenna. All right, Henry, I got to check on you, man. I feel like Belichick's been on an historic free agent spending spree, and he still has, what, somewhere in the neighborhood of $30 million to play with, I'm hearing. It's like he's in franchise mode and Madden, right? It's been unbelievable as a fan to sit back and watch him target positions of need and sign real free agents and give them actual normal-looking contracts. It's been an absolute Wild West kind of couple days, right, with Bill Belichick. I mean, what has gotten into this man? Yeah, apparently a seven and nine season will <laughs> yes. not do. Not happy. I love it. He's yeah. come back guns a blazing. That will not do. I mean, we talked about this last week where uh, Bill's been t- sort of clearly toying with this idea for at least six months and and probably much longer, where he looked at his cap lo- number in 2020 and knew that it would be a big problem, and he looked at it in 2021 and knew that that would be when everything sort of clears up just coincidentally um, and obviously tragically we've hit a pandemic um, but sort of silver lining for really just Bill Belichick. Obviously there are not many silver linings to the pandemic, but um, financially it strung up the rest of the league. And so not only did Bill Belichick end up having a ton of free cap space, but he ended up having it in this offseason where basically nobody else had it because they all expected the cap to go up this year. So everybody was over the cap. Um, so it just was sort of like this perfect storm for the Patriots to be in tremendous power. And it meant that there are more free agents on the market of extreme talent than we've ever seen, I would say, Um it's just like usually contracts are such that the best players don't make free agency, if that makes sense, because teams have they use the franchise tag or they create contract extensions that will keep their best players from hitting the open market. Mm-hmm. What is different this year is teams like the Titans, teams like the Chargers, teams like the Ravens, are in such cap situations that they can't give Matthew Judon an extension. They can't give John Smith. They can't give Hunter Henry an extension. And so all of a sudden, some of the best players in the NFL are available to Bill Belichick when he's got an opportunity to spend huge. And that's exactly what he did with those three players, uh, guaranteeing fairly significant sums for their position, uh, particularly the tight ends. Judon's, Judon's deal is sort of more... Um, like bottom end starter money, which is good because I think he'll end up probably being one of the best sort of starters at his position. Um, but that bottom end is uh, still a good sort of insurance in case he is just sort of an average starter. 
Um, but the, the tight ends in particular, he, he gave a fair amount of money. Um, they're both, I think, top th- four, I think, tight ends in the league when it breaks down to money per year. And even Nelson Aguilar, um, he is making like bottom end starter money, but averaging $11 million per year, and he'll have a $15 million cap hit in 2022 and that's a lot of money for for a receiver 15 million so this year it's only 7 million uh which is why it sort of like lessens the blow i'd say of of his deal which by the way i'm not a huge fan of me either that was Um, that was the most surprising one i think that i I saw the Aguilar numbers when they came out but you can see why belichick targeted in particular those top three guys uh judon henry and smith and I guess he viewed Nelson Aguilar as another another one of those really high end players, along with Devon Godshaw. Uh, I don't love his deal either, but I don't hate it as much as I guess I'd say I, d- I sort of dislike Nelson Aguilar's deal. And then you have a whole sort of mid range tier of free agent deals that sort of looked big at first, but in reality are just conditional deals where it's like we're going to give you a pretty small first year with escalators in second and sometimes third year uh, on the deal such that if they're really good players, the Patriots might keep them around. But if they don't really pan out in the way that they might be projected to, um, they could probably just part ways. Guys like Kendrick Bourne, um, Dietrich Wise, Henry Anderson to some degree, they're um, these sort of like lower tier sort of low risk potentially high reward signing so um but it's been it's been busy it's been a week and we already have seen nine transactions and by the time we get this podcast up we'll probably see like three more seriously it was wild to see belichick going after these guys early in the process right he didn't wait around for some of these guys like like you were just saying Henry Anderson, you know, maybe even the wide receivers because the wide receiver market hadn't really been set yet. He went after these guys really early during the tampering period, and he made sure that the info got leaked. Now, I don't know if that's all Bill, but he made sure that the media got a hold of that info and, and knew that he would. the Patriots were here, and I think they wanted to show that they were out here splashing and look at all the moves we're making. So I found that to be interesting. I wanted to get your take on that, but also just – the fact that Belichick is clearly targeting that defensive line, Henry, and and yes, of course, the pass catchers, I want to get to that in a little bit, but the defensive line, going after Judon on the edge, re-signing Dietrich Wise, right? I mean, we watched the Bucks win the Super Bowl last year, and we, you know, we're obsessed with Brady out here in New England, but it was really, it was like Shaq Barrett, JPP, and the fact that nobody could block the Bucks. And Vita Vea pushing the pocket in from the nose tackle spot. Like nobody could block the Bucks. And that was a big reason why they were able to knock out Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. So the defensive line in today's NFL is freaking so important. And Belichick is like clearly identifying and like just pouring resources and free agency at the D line. And I, I think as a fan, that is something like, okay, I like that. Like Matt Judon with Winovich and Uche, like, okay, like I can get on board with that thing. You know what I mean? I think it all goes back to the fact that Belichick's spending, but for the most part, he's spending smart. He's picking players that have high potential uh, relative to their contract value. Um, Now, obviously, we've seen 
the the Dolphins, I felt it seemed like were were you know spending fairly smart money last year, and their free agency class largely busted, um, and so they're seeing sort of the consequences of those difficulties in identifying talent. So there's no doubt that this this free agency class is like any free agency class, sort of risky, uh, but the assurances sort of come in the contracts where. You know, if Henry Anderson doesn't pan out, um, he's not going to kill the the Patriots' cap in 2022. Uh, and I'll pull up his his contract as I continue to talk, so I can break it down. But N- Nelson Aguilar is one of the contracts that isn't forgiving, and and so that's why I put him sort of in that top tier of signings. So that's one guy that they took a pretty big risk on, in my opinion. Um, but you know Henry Anderson after after one year, there's there's a dead cap of one million. Um, in fact, honestly, they could if they really wanted, they could cut him this year with a two point seven million cap hit. So they can walk away from a guy like that. Devon Godshaw, his contract is structured sort of like Nelson Aguilar, where it's like low cap hit this year, big cap hit next year, and plenty of guarantees in next year's deal that basically like commit him to new england for two years um so yeah it's it's an interesting um and and aggressive postseason for sure what will make it look maybe a little less aggressive is if next year we see the tv rights deal come in and it just like absolutely explodes the cap the salary cap and all of a sudden um we just see a massive influx of cash. So then all of these contracts that we're seeing right now in this sort of like constricted market, um, you look to next year, it could be just the totally opposite where teams are ready to just start absolutely throwing around bags. And, you know, Nelson Aguilar's 15 million a year doesn't look that crazy. Uh, Devon Godshaw's cap hit will be 10 million. That's a lot of money. Base salary of 6.5. So, it sounds sort of abstract to people, but that would put him as like a middling or low end defensive tackle one. So he's like up there, like with 20, the 25 best defensive tackles. So, so it's significant money. Um, but it's, but it's like you're saying, I think it's, is what Belichick values. He really wants big athletic guys who can stop the run. Most important because that's where the Patriots were losing games was runs right up the middle. Think back to that. I think it was the first Bills game when they came in as one of the best passing offenses in the NFL and and a fairly inefficient rushing offense. And they just said, we're going to run right up the middle. (laughs) And the Patriots couldn't stop them. And that's how they lost. It's just uh, an effort to correct the wrongs. And we saw that on the passing offense too, right? Like Patriots basically use free agency to just rebuild their passing offense. They're They're... Top three pass catchers in 2021 should be John o. Smith, Hunter Henry, and Nelson Aguilar. That's that's going to be kind of the offense as far as as the money says. So it's it's a big change, and uh, I think you know as long as these signings were smart, as long as you you trust Bill Belichick's evaluation, and he's very good at defensive line and tight ends. Uh, I think that that means that the offense and the defense will look largely different next year and and likely largely better. Well, just as Henry said last week, the Patriots were in a position of power entering free agency and 
Bill Belichick spent the last few days, Henry, flexing his muscles and dropping that bag of cash left and right. So it's been kind of remarkable. We'll continue on these topics, especially on the pass catchers, and maybe talk a little bit about some of the key departures. There's one position that the Patriots kind of had shored up that now is kind of a lot of changes. So Henry and I will get to that coming up next. All right, Henry, so the offensive line is was a position of strength, I think, for the Patriots last year. That and the secondary, I think we were good with those two areas on the team. Probably didn't have those areas as like you know the hugest needs coming into free agency, but... Well, we've seen Marcus Cannon get traded to the Texans. We Now we know Joe Tooney has signed with the Chiefs. They traded and brought in Trent Brown. So some, well, I guess some familiar but new faces. This is going to be a little bit of a different looking offensive line next year. Yeah, I think Mike Reese reported that Marcus Cannon was not showing up for his physical. I don't know what that meant okay. <laughs> um, in terms of like maybe he was just not happy. He didn't want to stay with the Patriots anymore. I, I really don't understand but clearly a sign of a sort of fractured relationship, I think. And so, yeah, he's in Houston now, and the Patriots went out and acquired a guy they they really like, a guy that, like you said, Mike Mayock identified as uh, one of the best tackles in the NFL when healthy, when fit, when mentally uh, um, engaged. And, and on a one-year deal, which he has, that's incentive-laden, He's going to be all of those things, in my opinion. He's going to be a very good right tackle, maybe even left tackle, depending on how Isaiah Wynn plays in training camp and whether he can stay healthy. And then at the center position, um, looks like David Andrews is as good as gone. Um, uh, many reporters indicated that. Today. And it looks like Ted Karras at $4 million in a one-year deal will be starting at the middle of that line. Like he's definitely a downgrade because David Andrews is one of the smartest players on the team, according to many players in the locker room, um, but also a better run blocker. Those are sort of two elements where the Patriots are going to have to figure out how to compensate. Oh, and Joe Tooney. Gosh, how could I forget? Signed with the Chiefs. I guess I had already like assumed he'd be gone. Like in my mind, sure. as soon as, <laughs> as soon as like, Tooney's contract was up. He was going to be elsewhere, and Michael Owenu was going to be starting at left guard. Uh, okay, Michael Owenu, like barring a sophomore slump, is another player who I think is almost as good as the person who he's replacing. And, and Tooney's Pro Bowl level player, and I think Michael Owenu could be the same in the next year or two. So Tooney's actually never technically made the Pro Bowl, but let's just say he's Pro Bowl caliber. Um, at least his contract says as much. So, yeah, I mean, I think the Patriots sort of have put in place the best possible plan if they were going to lose three offensive linemen, and I think it's going to be a really solid group. I still think they should upgrade at fullback, but um, they seem more interested in, in upgrading at running back, according to some reports and again, by the time this podcast is up, they'll probably, <laughs> probably have signed like Leonard Fournette and Chris Carson. I, I know. Yeah, yeah. They, they just like to double dip if they can, right? And uh, yeah, I saw that. So yeah, not even cheaping out at running back either. Like, we'll just go get Chris Carson. Let's go get Leonard Fournette. You got to love it, I like it, Philip Lindsay, to be honest. Yes, he's he's yes. the player that, that, that he's um, a restricted free agency, but the Broncos, all they did was ask for first right of a refusal, and <laughs> the Broncos are right up against the cap. So. If the Patriots structured the deal in a particular way, 
sort of think back to when they, they did the same with Chris Hogan and the Bills were up against the cap. You don't have to give them a huge deal. You just have to structure the deal in a way where the, the Broncos can't match. And so the Patriots could absolutely, you know, if James White goes to the Bucks and Rex Burkhead moves on, um, the Patriots could upgrade, get younger, find a guy who's in his prime, who would be, in my mind, the perfect complement to Damian Harris for the next few years. Yeah, and obviously if the Broncos really wanted the player, they could have just put the second-round tender on him and paid him like a little over $3 million. And right. they clearly don't value him at that number. That's that's an interesting one. Yeah, I like that, Philip Lindsay. And, you know, for me, Henry, looking at the two tight end signings, I'm obsessed with it. We talked about it last week. Just go get us, you know, we could live with the Cam Newton thing if you go get us some tight ends and go put some weapons around him. As long as we don't have to watch that offense again, right? And they go out and they get Johnny Smith, which I think would have been fine for most of us. Four-year, $50 million, 31.25 guaranteed. So, I mean, obviously they paid him. And then they go out and get Hunter Henry the next day. And I, that one, I think, floored us all. I don't know if we all saw that coming. For them to go out and get Smith and Henry at the tight end position at the top of the market after drafting those two tight ends not so long ago, I mean, that was stunning. And they paid both of them like they're Travis Kelsey kind of. You know what I mean? And that's that's interesting to me. Like Smith and Henry, I understand they were the top guys on the market at tight end, but I don't know if they're like George Kittle, Travis Kelsey yet. So maybe the Patriots are banking on them kind of producing in that kind of and that kind of way in this offense, I, I thought that was interesting. They go out and pay two guys that are good players, definitely top of the market at the position this year, but they aren't exactly like superstars yet. Yeah, you're right. Uh, they they are absolutely paying big, big money for those two guys. And in my mind, that's because they are going to be quote-unquote wide receiver one and quote-unquote wide receiver two in this offense uh and nelson aguilar is going to be the third option that's why they've they've paid for these guys is to, is to make them the centerpiece of the offense now i would sort of contend that hunter henry is sort of in like the zach Ertz stratosphere um and now Ertz is long past his prime but i mean henry had um, 613 yards last year in 14 games. And in 2019, he only played 12 games and managed 652 yards and five touchdowns. So you, I mean, he's, he's got a hard time staying healthy, but you put that over 16 games and you got a guy who's flirting with 1,000 yards um, receiving. So what he's capable of when he's in a group of strong players, because obviously in 2019 that offense had Keaton Allen and Mike Williams – He's good, but imagine if he's the centerpiece. And I think the same is true of John o. Smith. You've, you've got a guy who only had 450 yards last year, but he had the eight touchdowns, so that makes him sort of a nice compliment to Henry, who's more of a possession guy. Uh, John o. Smith's more of like the freak athlete uh, slash red zone threat. Johnny Smith is another guy who also like he's basically like what everybody hoped Nikhil Harry would be. He's like great after the catch and a freak athlete, so fast, so strong, but he also can block. So I think that contract in particular is a bigger projection than the Hunter Henry contract. Um, but you're right. I, th I think to a degree, like it's that risk because the Patriots get these guys at 25 years old in, in Johnny Smith's case. And um, in Hunter Henry's case, I think he's 26, pulling up the no, – yep, 26. And so you've got these ascending players, 
entering their prime and you're risking sort of this thought that, okay, we're going to highlight them in a way that makes them even better than what they were in their first few years in the league. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's probably a little unnerving, but it makes sense to me when you look at how the Patriots have used tight ends in the past and used them in some cases better than anyone else in the league. I mean, think back to Gronk and Aaron Hernandez or Gronk and Martellus Bennett. There have just been sort of impressive groups of tight ends that they've done that they've done well with. Well, it's certainly created the buzz, Henry. I'm feeling the buzz again. I, I even tweeted yeah. I tweeted that I've put the TB12 hoodie back in the dresser, and I've I've got my Patriots footy pajamas back out of the closet. I'm I'm I've been excited this week. It's been good. This has been a good change of pace for me. Bill Belichick running around with his sack of cash. Ah, it's been a lot of fun. What a change of pace. The new look Patriots. It's going to be fun, man. And as you said, next week when we're on here talking, I'm sure there'll be 10 new moves that we get to uh, break down. (laughs) So uh, looking forward to that. But Henry, you're always bringing it. Appreciate you, man. Everybody, I hope you're enjoying free agency. Join us next week. We'll be back to break it all down. We'll talk to you all then. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.